This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you know you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, unlike the Owls, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So there's only one thing left to say, what's everybody having? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means you'll get some tasty rewards later on. And between you and me, if you order just before kickoff, you can get it just in time for half-time, but I've not told you that. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery free and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. See you later. The Wednesday Week is sponsored by Michael Constantine Wealth Management. We bet you can't find a financial advisor closer to Hillsborough Stadium. Good evening, Wednesday fans, and welcome to uh, another episode of the Wednesday Week. Um, Yes, as you may know, you haven't got the southern tones of Dan Fudge. It's me, Ash, this week. I've been let loose. So uh, this week, I'm joined by Stevie, as usual. He's ever-present, I think, at the minute. He doesn't do well else at night. His job's a bit boring, so he's got lots of free time. I've got Ben, and um, we've got John, who's a a new new guy for us this week. He's come to... uh, agree with me because no one else does so uh, that's why we've got him on but uh, good evening gentlemen how are we all are we all right John uh, you first new new guy first come on how, how are you all right I'm all right thank you very much fellas yeah uh, thanks for the invite pleasure to be on the show I've been uh, uh, watching it for a good while now uh, over the years many different lineups but always putting out good quality stuff just like um, Wednesday exactly yeah yeah, yeah. um <laughs> Yeah, birthday today as well. So nice little birthday gift. Thank you very much. Oh, we didn't know that. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, everyone listening, uh, say happy birthday to John. Uh, I don't know your age, John, but the looks of you are at least uh, twenty-one. I'm going to go. Oh gosh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I'd be uh, probably a goalkeeper if I was still playing because they seem to go well well beyond the years now, don't they? So. <laughs> uh, well, that's uh, that makes two of us. I think Ben, you you've done a Bit between the sticks yeah. as well. That's three. Yeah. And Stevie's a centre back, so bloody hell, we're all going to be defensive tonight. So, <laughs> uh, Stevie, Ben, um, you all right? All good? Should we? Uh... Yeah, good, mate. Um, currently on my first week of Easter holidays, so uh, making the most of, uh, of a couple of weeks off by spending 75% of my week at work sat in front of a computer. So, mm. so Ben's yeah. on his first week of school holidays as well, aren't you, Ben? So, uh, how's got, that good for you? get three weeks off. Um, three weeks? <laughs> three, three weeks for you, because we don't get half terms, but we're hardly in anyway, with strikes. and. Oh, like bloody hell. Well, um, we'll, uh, we'll, uh, we'll not say any more of that. So, no, um, yeah, so, I um, the only place to start is Wimbledon. AFC Wimbledon come to Hillsborough last Saturday. Um, <laughs> Steve, 
go on, let you kick off um, the start of the match. What do you reckon? Uh, line up first. Should we have a look at the lineup? What do you, What did you make? Um, yeah, no, no, no arguments with the lineup. To be fair, um, Peacock Farrell, uh, I think, has, has seems to have found a little bit of form again at the moment, doesn't he? Or all, all the bits that he's doing um, seem to allow him to stand out. I think the 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 the, the sort of the highlights that you see sort of point to the fact to, that he's he's doing all right at the moment. I've got no complaints there. I think. Um, I've said for the last couple of weeks that the the, the wing backs are the wing backs. You know, Jack Hunt is is doing really well at the moment. I mentioned last week that I think he's he, he's played really well over the last sort of four or five games that he's been involved in. Um, a little bit quiet down at Gillingham, weren't he? But I think everybody else was as well. Um, midfield three picks itself. Um, the only two question marks that you'd have realistically. Um, would be the, the 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 birth alongside Lee Gregory. Is it one for Mendes Lang? Um, what does that say about the fact that um, he, he's going to play Mendes Lang, who's not necessarily an out and out striker um, up there um, in front of somebody like Sal or Cambiri? Um, obviously, Berahino come back in, but um, it wasn't it wasn't for him to come straight back into the game. having been away on international duty, uh, and then that back three of Iorfa, uh, Harley Dean, and Hutch. Um, on paper, n- no arguments whatsoever. I think that that's the one for me. If people are asking me at the moment who I would put in, where where's my biggest headache in terms of that starting berth? I think the, the the biggest headache at the moment is which combination of the back three, if they were all available, would you put in there? Um, because we uh, Jordan's story obviously wasn't available. Um, Dunkley's flirted with the first sort of or, or the starting eleven uh, over the last sort of month or so since he's got back, um, and the, the forgotten man at the moment seems to be Lewis Gibson. I know he's injured, but he'd been in there and given us a few headaches at them um, as well. So if they were all fit and firing, I know that there's been sort of that debate on socials, and we've had questions around it as well. Um, who's the best or the, the the best combination of that back three? Um, I think it's a nice headache to have, um, but you know. It, Two o'clock when the, the, the squad was released on Saturday, I looked at that eleven and I thought no problem at all. Yeah, uh, John, do you agree with that? Is that something? Yeah, that you, um, you look. I think most of Steve's right there. I think um, the, there seems to be a lot of shuffling of the pack at the in, in centre half positions with um, obviously Gibson maybe picking up that late knock and um, I think Iofa did look a bit rusty. I think that's fair to say when it went um, against Wimbledon. So you could see some of his touches were a little bit astray in that, but he's always got that recovery pace, which we always kind of rely on with, with Domeo for um, having been a converted right back really when, when we first signed him. So um, yeah, story for me is the, is the one that would always get in there for um, to be paired by another two for me. I think he's our number one, on form and, and and certainly up to up to now with fitness as well, I would pair him as being the number one sort of centre back. Um, but he's done a lot of rotation. I think sometimes Moore has probably seen the opposition and thought, I think we could probably rest a couple here, rotate a couple, and still get a still get a result, particularly at Hillsborough. Um, and we kind of got out of jail, didn't we, with the Wimbledon one? Because it wasn't quite working, was it? We, we, even though we were superior to them, there were there were digging in, they were dogged, they were time-wasting and it looked like, you know, they were going to get a point, which is, which would have been great for them. They'd certainly come for a point if they could get a point. Um, but obviously, Gregors was there at the end and the strength and depth of bringing players on, like having players like um, Callum Patterson on the bench and able to bring him on, 
paid dividends because he ended up, you know, getting himself up and out leaping that at the bike stick there and not knocking it back over for Gregory. So we were able to get the win. Uh, but yeah, a little bit, I think sometimes Moore's a little bit, for me, he's a little bit guilty of maybe being a little overconfident about the opposition at Hillsborough and maybe resting a couple. And it sometimes upset, upsets the balance of the team. But fortunately, we've, we've got away with it more, more often than not. Yeah, I think uh, I think whenever we win, um, and every, I think everyone says that you don't change a winning team, but Moore has on quite a few occasions. And sometimes it, it has been a bit of bit of an issue. But um well, like the the the, the start at, um, against Wimbledon, Ben. I mean, good start. Yeah. You reckon it was. We didn't we didn't show to be having any problems, and obviously we got the goal fairly early on through Hunt, and then we've only really let them back into the game through a defensive lapse. As Steve has just said, who who, who would you have as that? that back three? And I agree in terms of story, Dean and, and Hutchinson, if they're all fit, but. And I think it's shown. Darren Moore's shown the the is feeling that if Gibson's fit, he's going to put Gibson in at left centre half, which I think is necessary because we a lot of the time, especially trying to 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 work through the thirds and play it out front back. As good as Hutchinson is, and he's been solid for majority of this season, barring Wimbledon's goal. Going forward, he's always having to cut back. And whoever it is, it was saying with Story a couple of weeks back, it'd be saying with any right footer that you put at left centre half. It, it's it's shutting down the options that we have to play out down the left side. I think that's why if Gibson's fit, it probably puts yeah. him in alongside with Dean and Story. Um, I don't oh. think I has been great to be honest. No. I think it were, it were pretty poor to be it's honest. It's not. It's not for. It's not a, a slight on Hutch though. It's no, just, no, just the really. way that, like, well, I, I totally agree with you. The way the way Moore wants to play, to have a right-footed left centre back just doesn't help. Yeah, especially it's not, when it's not a hindrance. No, it's, it's just the way. Yeah, especially when you've got all all three across the the back three that are all right-footed. It just whoever's in that left side of positions having to cut back in. It's just limiting options to try and get to Johnson or or, or whoever's you know in that sort of position, but. Yeah, the start against Wimbledon were good and it were only really the Hutchinson laps in concentration, which doesn't usually happen. So, you know, you can let him off with one, one or two of them a season, but it could have cost us a couple of points. And I don't really know what he were thinking because he were nowhere near offside. Um, it, it was it was the old uh, Arsenal uh, one step yeah. forward, hand in the air, full Monty-esque uh, <laughs> defending, I think it was. Uh, but, I mean... Yeah, the, the the hunt goal. I mean, it for me it was uh, it was a great take. I know it was a header, but it, he's not known for that. And he had a good first goal with a volley, and I think a header. And uh, all he needs now is one to go off his arse, and uh, he'll, he'll he'll have got he'll have got an hat trick. But um, Stevie, I mean, two in two for a, a right wing back. It's not and. The, I know there's stuff in the social media about how many we've scored from different positions and not relying on our strikers, but a couple in uh, in two games for a right wing back, you'd take that, wouldn't you? Yeah, of course you would. Um, and it's it's nice to see that somebody who um, clearly enjoys playing for the club is getting in and around. And 
was it? It's 150 odd games that I think he's played for us before he's he's scored a goal. And you know, it's he'd been knocking on the door, and I know it's easy to say that, but he was getting into positions. Oh, he, was taking, he was taking um, taking punts, and I can remember a, a cheeky little corner routine uh, about two months ago where it was pulled to the edge of the area and we all sort of sat back and went why Jack Hunt so you know, you know um, I think the fact that it was Jack Hunt makes it a little bit more sweet in the sense that somebody who's played for the club as long as he has and as many games as he had, has uh, was scoring was, was scored in consecutive uh, games after not scoring previously Um what I like about it is that he was that far advanced. It goes to show that there's a confidence um, and a, a aggression isn't the right word, but a progressiveness, I suppose, if you like, that we can get the we can get our players forward into more threatening areas. Um, one thing I would I'd wonder about would be would Wimbledon have allowed us to, as daft as it sounds, would they have allowed us to have that much space so far up the pitch? Um, had we you know, they're, they're one of the teams that stereotypically are going to come to Hillsborough. Um, and is it a low set that they call it nowadays where they've, they've, they've got the, the two banks of four that are going to be difficult to go and play the, through? The um, only low set I know is when I'm in high school, mate. Yeah. I think that's what, I think that's what um, a lot of fans expected from Wimbledon, that, that yeah. sort of play. Um, yeah. I, and I, it was going to be hard to break down. Just, just, but that's it. I think we, we got the goal at the right time, as daft as it sounds. It is always the right time to get a goal, but the fact that we've got it so early has, has naturally put us on the front foot. I think it's a very different game if Mendes Lang gets a second goal. I think wow, that allows us yeah. to, 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 to go on and express ourselves a little bit. The fact that they've then turned around um, and they've, they've managed to get the equaliser. And I have to say, um, for all the time wasting, and I, I do think we were the better side. Um, I think on balance of play, if you look at the stats, we deserve to win the game. Um, I think it was a frustrating afternoon, but I, I, I thought the lad who took their goal, I thought he was a tidy little player. Yeah, uh, we number 10. About, we, yeah, we talked about yeah. Alfred last week being a good player. I thought um, the lad who played up top, um, he, he, he did you know, lots of running. He, he got himself into decent situations and positions. Um, he will do well in a better side than Wimbledon. Yeah, um, I agree. I agree with that. But um, I mean, I've I've seen some of the highlights, and he did let himself down with the old, you know, the hands down, like oh, right. slow it down, and and all that. I saw him do that a few times. I'm like, they know what they're playing. At. Like we've said, they were playing for a draw or or like counter attack and and get a, a goal, and we'll get to it. But obviously, it turned to shit for him. Um, so Stevie just mentioned John about uh, Mendes Lang. So um, more decided to pluck with him again as a as a partner for um, Gregory and he did miss a great it has to be said a great chance at 1-0 um, to for us to go 2-0 up and then like say it would have been a totally different game but what what do you what what are you being impressed or not impressed or what's your thoughts of Mendes Langle I know it's not a position that is been in a lot in that position. So what do, what do you think? Is, is Moore getting it right? Is there a reason or, or what's, um, what's his thinking? Or what do you think his thinking is, should I say? I, I think with Mendes Lang, it's, it, it's, his, it's his power and his ability to get up the field from defence into attack. So it's the counter-attacking ability of, of Mendes Lang. But he's obviously not got a striker's instincts of finishing. So obviously... When he had that chance there, I thought that he can't, I was quite shocked that he missed that. I thought that's got to be in, surely. I was half, 
halfway out my seat thinking he'd scored, but obviously put it wide. Um, and like, uh, like, like we said earlier, um, with Berahino coming back from international duty, probably resting him for, you know, for the, for the travel thing and the, the jet lag possibly. So he's, he's putting Mendes Lang in there because he does transition when we're in defence into a tight really well. He, he really bombs down the wing and he's, he's always looking for the ball and looking to stretch the defence. Uh, but he just doesn't have the goal threat because he's never really been an out-and-out striker. He's, he, he's a big, strong lad and he does he does get up and down the field well, but he doesn't have that sort of instinct when it went in the box to to take the uh, the chances. And some of his shots as well, they seem a little bit tame, don't they? He doesn't like really put his foot through the ball. He kind of tries to place it in the corner. And, um, it just, just shows you he's not really an out-and-out out striker. Um, so I think he's just in there for his energy and his, and his transition from defence to attack, but... The, Not really a striker, is it? Yeah. The the only thing that I noticed, and it, it maybe thing that he did when when we in the midfield, when one of our midfield three had got the ball, it did tend to go out wide, either left or right. But then Marvin Johnson was there, which we know what Marvin Johnson. So it looked like some like sometimes we had two wing backs uh, on the left hand side. We we didn't really need it. We wanted him partnering or or, or the other side to Gregory. And it just seemed like we were overloaded on the left when Gregory was on his own up the middle. And so, but I think that's just because his natural, probably his natural thing is to go wide because he likes to go and attack when we've got someone like Johnson there already who can do that. So for me, sometimes we just lacked another forward. So we were always up to one forward instead of when he wants to play two up front. Um, I think, and, uh, I, think sorry, but... I think part of it is without the option of Windass is wanting somebody partnering Gregory that's got that's a bit more mobile that's that's not too similar to him. Sow and Canberry, neither of which, neither of whom really done much for me anyway, but they don't give something different to what Gregory does. Patterson's the same, is you know, is a similar if you stick him up front, he's going to do a similar. He's going to try and do a similar job to what Gregory does. Burying though, yeah, a little bit different, but we've covered the reasons why he probably didn't start. So, on that basis, I think it's the, as John says, well, pace of him, um, and ju- just a bit more mobility, mobility around Gregory. I suppose I think that's the only reason you can probably put it down to. But he's he's not out and out. We we know that. So, well, we've. It's, it's been it's, it's going to be a hard hard thing to say not hard thing to say but we haven't for the last few weeks we've mentioned the midfield three being absolutely great and everything but it wasn't their best game either at all of any of them it weren't like one was really good one was really it was just a, a good perform but not an outstanding and I just think that's because it's the way Wimbledon played and I think that's how we it's I'm not saying um Bayers had a great great game, bad game. Either any of them, it was just that for me the midfield just didn't stand out, which it has done in the last six to eight weeks. You could always say one of them, like Bannon, two goals or a couple of assists. Uh, uh, Luongo doing superhuman stuff after being injured for so long for me, and Bayers just being absolutely just uh, great support and chipping with a couple of goals. So I think Wimbledon just probably just took that out of out of us for me. So. But we'll, we'll come on to, like, from early on, and I think um, there's been a TikTok. I'm not a TikTok guy, but there's a, there's a TikTok going around. Someone's done a, 
a very good video of uh, Wimbledon time wasting. It was is it not on the official uh, Wednesday? TikTok? Is it? I, 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 I don't Wednesday have done it. Have they? And well, the, whoever the, the, it is, the song is, title. If you watch it, the song title is something related to time wasting. It's genius. So uh, if it is Sheffield Wednesday, their their social media's upped in the last eighteen <laughs> months. So if they've done some proper shit housing, then I'm so impressed. But what? <laughs> I I don't know. What, I, the question is to you all guys: What did you think to that? We all love football. We all want to go and watch football. And I know what Wimbledon needed. They needed points with it being three or one. But come on, from the, the second they scored, I think it was, well, the kickoff from when they scored, it was anti-football, should we call it that? Yeah. I so mean, go on, Ben, what's... Well, you, you all do it. Everybody does it. Every team does it. And you, you can understand it to a certain extent. And, you know, it, it's part of football to a certain extent. But... <clears throat> the the Burnley Everton game last night, I can't remember who it was that got booked for waste. Mike Dean booked someone for wasting time at fifty fourth minute yesterday. Why why does that not happen more often? And it just gets stopped. Good shout, good shout. Minute. Or it gets you know it it don't get out of hand. Instead, the referees like we've seen what probably four or five times now at Hillsborough or or this season probably even more. Where referees are just going, come on, come on, and that's it. And they'll do that six, six, seven times through throughout course for a second half, but nothing changes because you're not booking anybody. Um, as I say, it's part of the game to a certain extent, but referees need to do more to to crack down on it because it it'd have been <coughs> interesting to see how long the ball was actually in play for that second half. Yeah. I bet it been here longer than half an hour. Uh, well, don't uh, don't mention that to FIFA or UEFA, and they'll be uh, they'll be coming down on us, won't they? With stupid rules and extending things. So, what what did you make to it, John? Did you did you like Wimbledon's way of trying to irk a point? And I never like it when teams do that, and it always makes me wonder. I mean, you guys could you more qualified than I am to to say about uh, this when when you've gone on your travels following Wednesday. Maybe we're too nice for a club to be doing things like that when we've gone to places and we've been under the cosh and we're trying to grind out a result. I've I've never really known us, and obviously I've got Wednesday glasses on here, but I'm, I've never really known as like be like a time wasting team to that effect. Maybe we're too nice sometimes when we're going away and we, when we get these last minute goals. We, we wouldn't have them. We might against us if we were we a bit might more, be more like cute. It. We might be more yeah. cute, not yeah. going for a throw-in and then like taking 10 paces forward, then going, oh, here, mate, you take it. And then he takes 10 paces back. Then yeah. he drops it for his mate. To, but, uh, yeah. I, Didn't Arley Dean get booked against Wimbledon for, for complaining about it? I think he did. He, did, he got booked. Yeah, he got booked. I think he did, I, yeah. I don't know. I, I thought... Yeah. We're saying, him and Byers were saying something about... Referee speeding them up, and he, I think he booked Dean actually. Yeah, they, did they, um, anyone notice that every throwing that Wimbledon got, they seemed to pinch 10 yards on it as well? I don't yeah. know if you noticed that as well. Yeah. Well, that's another constantly. That's another, that's another bugbear that it's one of those unwritten rules that don't get punished. You know, when the ball goes out for a throw and they creep, and then, then they do a run up to the throw, and it's like 20 yards further down, the linesman just, yeah. But that is down to the referee. Yeah. Players are good, you know. But everyone does. We it. have referees and linesmen because you're always going to try and get away with things to nth degree yeah. that you can, but it's up to them to stop it and they're not doing yeah. well, it. It's like it, Ben said, um, have you ever seen anyone sent off for time wasting? It doesn't happen. 
they get a yellow card, but then they'll still keep warning them and warning them. But they never say, right, that's it, off, oh, bad enough. Just it just doesn't happen. So teams will push the boundaries, and it, we see it all the time. These teams that bring like a minibus full of away fans up, really small teams that we play against. This is the league we're in, like obviously, but they'll come and they'll dig in, they'll frustrate, and we get mad, but we get mad with the referees. But also, it it it, it kind of works against our team sometimes because we like sympathising with our players that. Yes, we're, we're fed up with this time wasting, mm-hmm. but it's also effect- it's stopping play, it's affecting his rhythm, his tempo, and everything like that. So there's a method in the madness, isn't there? Definitely. The, the, the argument that people will come against is when when we're one uh, nil up in the playoff final, would you take it? Well, of course you would. We're not we're not idiots, you know what I'm saying. But it's just not when when you this sort of trying to grind out a win that we need the three, we do need the three points. We don't want to see it. That's what we're saying about it. And if it was our team doing it to win promotion, then I'd take it. Of course you would. But it's just, it was just the manner of it. But I mean, like one person that weren't time wasting and I want to know the lad's name, the ball boy at the cop, just, I sit just on T4, which is like in the corner of the cop. He's, He's always in front of me every week. I tell you what, that guy wants player at season. He's been absolutely brilliant, and he was not—he was not taking no shit from them at all. Well, I don't know if anyone else sits on the cup as well, Ash. But have you noticed the last few home games? There's like a group of little lads just central behind the goal. I've seen, I've seen because I'm and I'm every goalkeeper, opposition goalkeeper, the guinea yeah. wankers. <laughs> 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 Proud parents sat at side room. <laughs> like eight, nine years old, is like this. <laughs> it was well, the, um, it, I think it was the Cambridge keeper. They were giving him some back a couple of weeks ago <laughs> as well. He he gone. The proper wound him up. Yeah, yeah. But a big from from me and all the podcast. Big shout out to you, mate. Um, whoever you are, you're doing a cracking job. And uh, I think a lot of people have commented on on social media, so he has he hasn't gone unnoticed. Um, so obviously we're, there's only one way to finish and it's the best way to finish a game and it's the best way to finish this review last minute limbs well what can you, what can you say thoroughly deserved good goal well worked as well I've got to say um, Patterson like you say he came on one touch one assist nodded down Greg, a good good header from Gregory well I've got to say um, Stevie, what do you think? We we limbs were you? Were you all over the place in the uh, in the stand? Yeah, yeah, I, I really was. Um, Prawn sandwiches and bovril all over. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, listen, I'm listening to you lot talking about the heathens that are on the cop. I'll keep myself stancy all day. All day um, no, look, I'll not labour it. It's it's per, on a personal level. I get to go on my little girl at the moment. She just turned eight. And I've gone from dragging her along to, to the games to her experiencing what it's like to be a Wednesday fan. And she she's really developing a passion for it. And, and I love that. It's, you know, it's the highlight of my week. I think I've said it before. It's a highlight of my week, taking my little girl along and, and, and watching the games. The first thing I did when we scored is I looked at her and she'd gone. She said for weeks, I'm never going to stand up. She was on pitch? What? She was out of seat. Her arms were up like that. Um, that's her first experience of, of any sort of limb activity whatsoever. Um, and I was just chuffed that I got to, to have that moment with her. But um, 
how many times have we sat at Hillsborough or we've sat at home during lockdown and we've watched games just sort of peter away in the last minute? We've dropped points. I think I've said on the group chat today, we've I picked out four or five games, just four or five random games that we should have picked up points from and we had no right losing based on balance of play. You pick up those 13 points, we go top of the league. And a lot of those points have happened in the last sort of five minutes or injury time. And you, you, you go beyond just this season, don't you? So for, for, for us to be in a situation where we've had late winners at MK Dons, we've had um, late goals that have scored, Saturday was just an extension of that. And it just seems like it's a, a turning of the tide. It's almost as if we've had you know, our fair share of last-minute disappointment and the the, the feeling, the, the the sort of response in the ground at the, at the time on Saturday was almost like, you know, everybody getting together and it just sort of created that, that sort of atmosphere that we needed against a team like Wimbledon based on everything that we've talked yeah. about tonight when we're talking about time-wasting, when we're talking about teams coming in and shithousing, when we're talking about us expecting to win and, you know, going against those teams that are going to come in and say, right, we're going to set up to, to frustrate you because we want a point. Um, and, you know, we, we we want a scalp of one of the so-called bigger clubs in the league. And that's what we are. Where the the vast majority of teams cup final. I do hate that. I do hate that phrase. Uh, and But it, it seems that we are. And it's not it's just, reality, it's just, just from Chef Wednesday fans. It's, uh, gates, it's the travelling support that they've brought to Hillsborough. It, it's facts, and I, yeah. I do hate it, but you can't argue with the, like, the amount of tickets that their home game will sell out when we come to town or the amount that they bring. Because I was quite impressed with how many Wimbledon brought. I've got to say, I really well, I, say. You know what? Um, we went, I met my sister uh, for, a, for a beer. She sits with me as well. I met my sister for a beer in Sheffield Tap. And there are a hell of a lot of Wimbledon fans in the town centre that made their way up on uh, public transport. They got on the trams, whatever whatever else. All good natured. I thought for, for the the proportion of fans, away fans that they brought versus other teams that have brought them, I thought yeah. they made a, a raucous yeah. number. I thought they were absolutely bang on. Um, so fair, fair play and credit to them. And I think the you know you get your, your bloggers that come in and say, um, you know, the atmosphere at Hillsborough, what a ground this is. And yeah. you, you can see it, they're posting. Our stadium is, is is a sight to behold. I think, was it was it the game that uh, we had a, a ground hopper came in and I think somebody posted on somewhere that they talked about, you know, the yeah. experience of going in. I, and... Yeah, we tweeted it from our account and uh, yeah. it was a guy who, it was just, it was just a random support. I don't know who he actually supports. I think it was uh, Cambridge. I think it was the Cambridge yeah. game it came to, and it put great write up. Uh, I'll I'll tweet it out again later uh, if you, know, you listen, but it was a good write. It bang on for me. So we're, we're, we're going to get that. We're going to get that. Um, so you know, to go back to the point of the goal for for us to start getting to we're we're at that point now where we're at the business end of the season. We need to start picking up points. It was on paper. People will say it's an easier game. Um, I've said long and hard about it and spoken long and hard about this in the past this season I actually fancy us against the better sides I do I think teams that come up and set up against us to play football at Hillsborough um, are going to get found out I yeah. think teams that come in and try and frustrate us are going to be the ones where we get frustrated as a, as a fan base because as you know you can point to the fickle nature of it you can point to yeah. our expectations and so forth you know crew we've got crew to play at home crew are going to come up and set up and they'll frustrate us you know, we, we've got um, Fleetwood. We're going to go away to Fleetwood. We've got we've we, we've we've played against teams that yeah. 
by design are going to come up and say if we can get anything out of Sheffield Wednesday and I think that is one of the reasons that we we you know we've not we're not as far up the league as we we perhaps should be if you if you want to look at it in terms of the reality of it we should be further up the league uh, we should yeah yeah we uh, should, but definitely teams, teams come along and frustrate us yeah definitely so uh, let you guys have a, a word on the the uh, the winning goal should we say John are you a limbs man. Sound, that's, sorry, um, that's right. What weird! <laughs> I just kind of might be Certainly, I've been in the past, and I was saying to me to my friend who uh, who I sit with on the cup, like we, we were both having a laugh. Said, you know, that was um, it. Felt like our Mikel Antonio moment coming back again, but. You know, whereas back then we ended up about three rows further forward. <laughs> this time we're a bit, you know, probably the loudest cheer I've done this year for, for since it, you know it's been in League One. Uh, that yeah, it, it, it were a great moment. Definitely uh, could see a lot of reaction around the cup, and that it was, it was a really good moment and could prove key. So hopefully it does. Yeah, definitely. Well, yeah, Ben, got a final word for you on on Wimbledon. I, I, I will go say exact same. I think it's probably that 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 I put it on Twitter the. You know, it's it is probably the most similar thing we're gonna get this scene to that Antonio moment. To, you were in your eye chair there though, weren't you? <laughs> no, I'd have been twelve. <laughs> oh, so not not quite, but um yeah, I think uh, yeah, I think that was oh. key for us. <laughs> what was that? It was Steve's oh. welper you being twelve then when Antonio scored. <laughs> um but yeah, I think that would that really key for us to not get top two. I think that would probably just out of reach after uh, Gillingham and Lincoln, etc. But yeah. um, I think that would key for us to really nail down uh, <clears throat> probably one hand on on the playoff spot now. Yeah, yeah, I to- totally agree with that. I think you you just got to win your games, aren't you? And and hope. Uh, midweek games, uh, a couple of them went our way, which is we answered that that many times this season. So um, I think Morecambe got a good win um, against it was Oxford. Sorry, uh, Oxford. So yeah. So uh, moving on from Wimbledon. So um, obviously we we've all got our favourite players and um, who we like and things. And players come and go, and a, a couple of players have gone out on loan. Um, so this this month, one of our players who's who's out on loan at Exeter, uh, Cam Dawson, uh, has got in line for Player of the Month. So just a, a just a quick five ten minutes, I think, from everyone, just to see. A question posed is: Could he, or should he, or would he, be number one next season for Wednesday? So I'm going to go with Ben. I'm going to go with you first on this one. Cameron Dawson, number one or out the door? Here we are. Um, I'd probably say let him go because regardless of what he's, he's done for Exit, he's obviously played well for Exit. They're, they're raving about been, him. Yeah, he has very much um, so. Does that suddenly mean that he, he put himself in front of Wildsmith who's been at the club all, all season or... We would be back to probably where we were at the start of this season before we brought Peacock Farrell in. You're still unsure about who was going to be number one. Um, that poses another question as to whether do we look at trying to retain Peacock Farrell for next season or do we look for someone else? Whatever we do, we, we need someone for me who's going to 
nailed down the number one spot for three or four years, like we had with like we had with Westwood, like we had with probably is that, iris- is that irrespective of what league we're in as well? Yeah, yeah. Um, and for me, I think in terms of Cam Dawson, the, it, there's still going to be that question mark if he has three bad games, or you know, let's put Wildsmith back in, and then yeah, it, it, it it's not really helping us. So for me, we need. Whoever it is, you need that stable number one, like we've had with Peacock for the vast majority of this season. Yeah. To be fair to him, um, so for me, out the door possibly, or you've got to make a decision that who goes Wildsmith or Dawson, in my yep. opinion. John, uh, what's your thoughts on Dawson? Um, I think I agree with Ben. I don't think he's, regardless of league, he'd be number one choice for Wednesday. I think. When you analyse the drop between Championship and League One, you could almost make the same argument between League One and League Two. Because uh, you see a lot of teams coming up from the National League, like uh, Forest Green, absolute storm in League Two now. You can see that the, the, the quality, there's a drop in quality from League One to, to League Two. And I think playing for out, out the limelight a little bit, playing for the, a club the size of Wednesday, dropping down, going to, to somewhere like Exeter has been beneficial for, for Cam Dawson to regain his confidence and um, and play at a lower level uh, to, to gain that confidence. I I, I think he's, a num- he's fighting for a number two at best with Wednesday, uh, regardless of the status of Peacock, Farrell or which, whichever league we're in. Uh, I, I think we need better for a number one going forward. Yep. Uh, Stevie? Um, yeah. I'd, I'd agree with everything that, that John had said, to be fair. Um, I think at the, at the time of Peacock Farrell coming in and us knowing that we needed to get rid of one of them, um, you, could have, you could have flipped a coin. I, I don't know why we went Dawson goes and, and Wildsmith stays, to be honest with you. Um, I've, I've actually, over, over the balance or the, the period of time that they've both been there, I've actually thought that Wildsmith is probably just the better goalkeeper um, from, you know, in terms of games that they played for, for Wednesday. Um, I was at Hartlepool. Was it Hartlepool when we got stuffed in the Pizza Cup and Wildsmith played and Brown had a nightmare? Yeah. Um, yeah. My God. I walked out of that ground that night thinking I never want to see Wildsmith wear a Sheffield Wednesday shirt again. And that's no disrespect for him uh, towards him. Um, but a temporary... No, not at all, Stevie. <laughs> yeah, no. No disrespect. Yeah, no. I, yeah, I think yeah. Hold his hands up. People, you know, people Everyone has bad days at the office, don't they? Yeah, of course they do. And yeah. people have a brown for for the own goal. Oh. You know, Wildsmith could have dropped his cap on that. But that's you know that's that's yeah, another point. Yeah. In terms of Dawson, um, as John said, it's it's a, it's a massive drop um, from League One into League Two as it is from Championship to League One, and that's why it's it's going to prove to be difficult to to, to sort yeah. of get out of the league because there's that many teams that are regrouping and so forth to get to, to, to that sort of promised land. Um, I think the worry with Dawson coming back in is he would come back in with a reputation. Yeah. Um, I don't think Dawson would come back in to be a number two. I think whatever Dawson does next year, he's going to expect to play football based on um, the, the, the season that he's had this year. Um, I've not heard anything that he said. I don't know if he's happy down there and he's expecting to, to transfer and want to stay. Um, if that be the case, is it is it worth looking at trying to cash in on it? And we talked yeah. about. It. I, I um, think it would be healthier for him to move on. To yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I totally agree. 20, 26? Yeah, twenty six. Yeah, twenty six. I think he's got. I think so he's got two years now. left. 
Two years left on his contract. We're at that point now. We um, who was it that I think it was you, Ash, was talking about? Um, Andre Green has been pretty much the only profitable player that we've mm. moved on in the last however long. He's a he's a he's an academy prospect that we could get in and get even if it's a couple hundred grand. Yeah, and I know that sounds based on what we're saying. That but sounds like it's not a lot. It's it's it would be for Exeter. Yeah, exactly. Oh. And you know they they they're probably going to be willing to pay that if they're second in the league. Um, they're coming up, um, or it looks like they're coming up. Let's see if we can make a profit, take a profit yeah. out of them. The, the, the thing for me was that obviously in the summer we had uh, Wildsmith and Dawson, uh, Westwood left. So that was the prime time for one of those keepers to step up or be given the chance to step up because of the situation with signings and money. We had two half decent prospects, not even prospects now because they're, they're fully grown blokes, they've been there a while now for one of them to take that number one and more didn't see in either of them enough to say, yes, in league one, you're going to be my goal. And that for me is telling for, for both of them. So I think Dawson moving on Wildsmith, you've got to keep one of them as, but, but like I said, Wildsmith hasn't had the first team in league two. So Dawson's going to want a perfect point. Dawson's going to expect uh, first team football and we're not going to, I don't think, or we will not look to offer it them. I think we'll look at another goalkeeper, we it being Peacock Farrell if we get up, or even if Peacock Farrell will want to stay again in League One. I, d I don't know, obviously, it um, probably would not after playing 30-odd games, 40-odd games even. I think that's, that, that's a great point you've made there, Ash, in terms of Darren Moore looking at it at the end of the season and going, I don't fancy either one of these two. And, and obviously that'll probably go back into the back end of last year when he came in. He's been in just over a year now. Um, one thing that we can we, we, we'll, we, we can debate whether or not we agree with his tactics, we agree with his team selection, we agree with whether or not he's got, he's got a plan B and whether or not he makes the right substitutions at the right times, etc. Um, one thing I think the majority of Wednesday fans on balance would agree with is that the, the transfer business and the recruitment that Moore's been involved in on the whole has been very successful. Um, well, I can't think time will tell. Well, <laughs> but if, you, if you look at it, you know, we, yes. we're raving about Marvin Johnson. We're raving about uh, Jordan Storr. We're, 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 we're raving about bias. bias yeah. Um, you know, yeah. he's getting a tune out of Luongo. Mendes Langer's coming and he's doing bits. That you know, we all kicked up a fuss when he got rid of Corbin. Who Corbin who can't get in the MK Don side now, and I know they're further up the league, but there's something not right with Theo Corbin who because he's not getting game time. Yeah. Um, you know, so yeah. in, in 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 reality, what's what's the biggest mistake he's made? We could argue Corbin who we could argue Jaden Brown. I, I'm I'm all for the recruitment that Darren Moore has made this season. I, I stand by the fact that we're a better squad than we were a year ago. Yeah. Um, so he's, yeah, so you're trusting him then to whatever the goalkeeping situation is going to be, yeah. be it Championship or League One, that he's going to be able to make the right, hopefully, they make the right decision. And yeah. so I, I think Dawson, yeah, I think Ben was right. I think it's for Dawson. I think he should move on. Great, great. I, I've got no no issues with it. It's not one of them like you want to say, oh, God, I'm so glad he's gone. If he stays, then fair enough. If he goes, it's probably better for him than it is Sheffield Wednesday. Yeah, he's not all so, the Tidman as X. So we, yeah, we, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, it, <he's> got... <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it, sorry, John, go on. No, I was just going to say, I, just to 
um, piggyback on what Steve said there. I do, I do think, you know, if you're grading the, the recruitment, it, it'd be a solid solid B plus, I think. And I think the only thing that let us down was the, the slight oversight at the start of the season, not to have more bodies at centre-half and having to have a bit of a makeshift back back line, which which cost us in those early, early uh, you know, maybe 10, first 10, 12 games and playing catch-up. And we, But for that, I think we'd be in a much healthier position now, but... You know, what's gone's gone and all we can do now is just cement a playoff place and That's take it. it from there. That's it, definitely. Um, right, uh, just uh, a good time, I think, to uh, thank our sponsor, Michael Constantine Wealth Management. Um, he's uh, been with us now for a while and everything, so if you've got a spare couple of quid, which I know is going to be hard this time of year and, well, just everything that's gone on, uh, drop him a line and I'm sure he will look after your money better than Boris. So, uh, yeah, thank you, Michael, uh, for everything you do for us. Cheers. Um, right, so we're in a great position in League One at the minute. So it's past Christmas, isn't it, so we can look at the league. I'm going to say the P word, and it's not promotion, it's playoffs. Pelopesa. <laughs> and it's fucking not Pelopesa. <laughs> I tell you what, uh, yeah, I think we, we we could do a good we could do a good segment then of shit players beginning with P, but no, we're uh, playoffs. So we're we're uh, fifth after the uh, midweek games. Um, pardon, Technic, Sorry, <laughs> bloody hell, Jesus! Just cut, cut. I'm, I'm just I'm waiting for somebody to either comment or tweet out about uh, my favourite player. So <laughs> it was, he said Pelly Pesce. He's not my favourite player. Who's your favourite player, Stevie? Liam Palmer. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. Uh, playoffs. Oh, God. Playoffs. So, fifth, we've got, like Stevie mentioned earlier, we've got Crew Fleetwood, um, which is two easier games of the, the ones that are left. Uh, Bolton away. Wickham away and uh, MK Don's away. So we're in the playoffs. In our hands, do you think? And uh, what do you think, John? Uh, in our hands, as to throw away, should I say that? Um, it is in our hands, obviously, because we're sat in fifth and it's all in front of us. But my main concern is the patchy away form. It's it's a it's a it's a bit of a worry, if I'm honest. Um, I'm always confident going to Hillsborough in this season, uh, particularly, you know, since the turn of the year, I've, I've found it enjoyable to go to games. I've felt confident. We've, we've seen them, you know, we've seen a mixture of performances from just absolutely killing teams within 30 minutes to grinding out wins like we've seen against Wimbledon uh, yeah. just this past past uh, fixture. Uh, but it's the away games that worry me. Um, I don't know if it's a, a mentality thing, uh, sometimes I don't know if it's a, a team selection. I don't know. So I sometimes look at Moore's lineups away from home, and I'm, I'm a little bit, you know, a little bit like questioning that. But um, obviously, we've got a couple of tough ones now, haven't we? We've got Wigan uh, and we've got Bolton away, I believe. Is that if, Wickham, if I'm not Wickham and Bolton. Oh, is it Wickham? Sorry. Wickham, yeah. Okay. So, yeah that, Wickham's um, the second to last away. It's Fleetwood away now, rearranged one. Yeah. Sorry. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. So um, not the. Bolton games coming up. Yeah, so it's the away form that does concern me most, Ash. Um, if we can just uh, make sure that if we're not going to win the game, we don't lose it. And then, as they say, you know, win your home games and should see you right. But uh, you just don't want those horror shows where, you know, you're all, all the fans travelling to the away games, everybody's in high spirits. 
I, I usually pop in on Twitter or watching full, um, Soccer Saturday or whatever, and we're three down after 30 minutes, and you're thinking, what's going on here? You know what? How has this happened after after all these teams were just battered at Hillsborough and that, you know? So, uh, yeah, hopefully just up, dig in now, get a, get a mentality that if we're not going to win the game, we're not going to flame and lose it either, and, and then just so do you think, so, so, do so do think do we'll you, go up. Do you think uh, we'll... Well, the first question is, do you think we'll stay in the playoffs? Do I think we'll stay in the playoffs? Just is my prediction, because um, I'm still worried about those away games, yeah. Who, who would you... Or rather play so who would you like to get in the do we call them the playoffs is it semis yeah the playoff semis are two fights aren't they yeah um, I'm not bothered or anchor I know we've got them coming up uh, I, I don't think they're going to take second I think Rotherham will will take will take that one of the top two spots which leaves MK Dons probably finishing third I'd be happy to have MK Dons over two legs Um a team probably to f- not fear because we've already played and we've won one apiece, but a big occasion like a playoff final, Sunderland, if we've got Sunderland in the playoff final Wednesday, that's a guaranteed sellout for Wembley. That, that is oh, a yeah. massive match. Two big, huge clubs for that league. It'll be bigger than the, the, the championship playoff in terms of like support numbers probably. Uh, that worries me a little bit because of the, such an occasion and they've been down there a good few years now, haven't they? And, uh, uh, just they'd be the team I'd rather avoid in the final. I'd rather take them right. over two legs than a than a showpiece final. Yeah, Ben, you're, uh, uh, will we stay in the playoffs? And who would you rather play if we did? Yeah, I I, I do think we'll stay in playoffs. I agree with a lot of what what John's just saying in terms of waveform is probably a big worry, but. If you go look at it in terms of can we pick up more points than other teams are going to win, I do think we will. Um, I think if we win the, the couple of games that we've got at home, um, along with maybe a draw, a, a, a win, like you, you go look at beating Fleetwood um, away from home. Wickham, I think we can go and beat myself. MK Dons have been my only worry. I'm a bit more worried about MK Dons than than John is at, but I think they'll get top two. I think it's good. I, I'm not saying it because it's Rotherham, but in terms of form, MK Dons are flying, and I can't really. They they'd be <clears throat> for me out of all the games we've got left. They'd be the the only one that I wouldn't expect us to win away from home. Um, so I'd rather they went up in the top two. I think they. I've, I've said it probably for. The majority of the season that they've got the the strongest squad in the league, and I I'll stand by that. I think in terms of I know as we've said strong on paper, but you look at their front line of Moisa, of course they brought Corbinu in and Wickham as well, but neither have really played much. Um, Finds a player into you look at Scott Twine, yeah, um, scored a cracking goal at Hillsborough. He's he's been class for them all season um, so I think we'll get in the playoffs I'd like us to get fifth myself just in terms of dates for playoffs as well we, we, we do. <laughs> yeah um, especially if it's bloody Plymouth because I ain't travelling down there on a what is it Thursday night or something I think if we got fifth then would we have Friday play on Friday and Monday Friday Monday yeah I think it is um, it looking likely if that if we it would be probably Plymouth, wouldn't it? Again, mm. um, if I'm we were if we were to finish fifth, but <clears throat> I think I'd rather that. 
and then be looking at playing Rotherham at Wembley. Right. Steve, that, just oh, looking at... That would oh, be ideal. Steve, oh, sorry, John, go on. No, I was just saying, uh, just to uh, touch on what Ben's saying now, just quickly looking at the the, the, the game at Hillsborough, the MK Dons game, which we won 2-1, uh, but scored two late goals, 83, Gregory, 90 plus three, Josh Winder. So that was a key result, but... Um, yeah, obviously we've got them coming up next, so that would be a nice little bit of dress rehearsal if we are to get yeah. draw though draw the, draw them in the playoffs. But but yeah, I mean if Rotherham drop to the playoffs and we ended up with them in the final, I, other than I could stand to lose to them in a playoff final. I mean, no. imagine that Rotherham. <laughs> we're, oh, we're not man. we're not going to ever mention that, John. Just you know, yeah. just so imagine imagine winning. Yeah, well, oh yeah, absolutely, yeah. That's yeah. the pay, that's the massive. Pay. Let's set the glass half full, Ben. I'm with you on that. Especially, yeah, especially my father-in-law is a Rotherham United fan, so that would be absolute oh, brilliance. Steve, <laughs> quick one from you, uh, playoffs. Uh, yeah, we're gonna get there. I think. Nice. I think we, we we're just enough. I think players coming back in, we've we've got enough to get into the playoffs. Um, just one very quick one. I've, I've looked tonight before we've come on. I do worry about Rotherham. I do worry that they're going to end up in the playoffs and for the reasons that you've just talked about. <laughs> yeah, um, no, I, I, do, I, it. I don't today, I don't want to play Rotherham <laughs> because it's their cup final. And, and they've just they had one last week. Which they should have lost, by the way. They were second best on that. Oh, yeah, <laughs> it was, yeah. Uh, I've, just got, I've just got a vision of walking yeah. into work on that first Monday that we <laughs> after, lost to Rotherham. Yeah. Oh God! Yeah. Half my you can hear Brian the Miller calling Radio Chef. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just don't want that. No, no. They're, they're I've running. Got, I've got a bit out, out of the out of the top seven or eight. I think I take Rotherham. To what play. for? They they're for, sorry. The last week I mentioned, I think on the pod that they had out of the top eight teams. They had the worst. Um, Games, uh, the, worst what's the, yeah. the, the, the worst return, but yeah. um, they, they, to play, they've, they've, they've got Charlton at home on Saturday, they've got to play Portsmouth away, which is a which banana we, skin. Yeah, which we've got, got Ipswich at home, you know, a, a, again, tough game. Burton away, they've got to play Oxford at home, then they've got to go to Sunderland. Well, have um, you seen Have you seen Plymouth running? Plymouth yeah. have got to play five of the top seven, I think it is, yeah. in their last games. I think the Burton is the only team. It's 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 they're the reason. From, yeah. I think we'll, we'll, us, just, we'll just about scrape into the playoffs. I think yeah. we'll, we'll we'll be in there or thereabouts. In terms of who I want to play, I don't. I, I really don't know. Um, I, I said earlier yeah. in the season, I thought the best the best team that I've seen at Hillsborough at the time. Um, I thought Oxford were outstanding, um, and I can't believe the drop off that they they they've gone through. Um, yeah. I think they've dropped. They lost two and draw one. Did you say they have out the last three games? Um, they're they're struggling. Um, I, I I won't fancy playing Oxford. Um, and actually, I think I think out of the top eight, the weakest side I've seen is probably Wickham. Uh, yeah, they've, 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 I, I thought we were, we were comfortably better than Wickham when they came to our place, and we've got to go easy. there and play them again. Um, in, in in an ideal world, if we could get to Wembley and you know us take however many fans that we're allowed to take and, and go against the team, I won't mind playing Wickham in final. Yeah. Uh, for, I think if um, Rotherham drop to the playoffs, if Rotherham actually slip up now as we're closing in on the end of the season and they end up in the playoffs, they'd be the better team to play over the two legs because it'd be like when Bright, when we played Brighton 
Yes. And they were fighting for that top two spot. And they lost, I think they lost out on something like goal scored or something like that. And then they, we got them in the two-legged uh, semi. And they were like a wounded animal, weren't they? And, and, we, and we just blitzed them at Hillsborough. So I think the de- dejection of slipping into the playoffs after being looking like being nailed on for top two, you I think whoever gets Rotherham over two legs if they're dropping the playoffs, that that would be the best fixture. Yes, well, good, good, good point, good point. Um, right, we'll, we'll move on because we are getting t- tight for time. Well, tight for time, but um, so luckily for one of uh, one of us, um, Vic of the podcast, she uh, she had a good afternoon with one of the uh, new supporters clubs. The arm supporters. What are you laughing at? <laughs> Vic, Vic had a good afternoon with some fans. <laughs> yeah, she always has a good afternoon with your fans. Look, come on. I'm trying. All right. It's, it's, it's no wonder we're award winning, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, listen up. Vic is... Um... <laughs> Not bad. Done me now. I've done right well for 40 odd minutes here. <laughs> uh, a quick segue uh, Vic has had a chat with the uh, new supporters group uh, the Armed Forces Owls and uh, you can listen in now The Wednesday week is sponsored by Michael Constantine Wealth Management We bet you can't find a financial advisor closer to Hillsborough Stadium Right, okay, with a special segment on the Wednesday week this week, I am talking to you, Adam, who is from the Sheffield Wednesday Arms Forte- Armed Forces Supporters Club. That is quite a mouthful to say yeah, out loud, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for chatting with me, Adam. Obviously, I know this is so new and you've just kind of come up with the idea over the last couple of months. Can you just tell me a little bit about what you're trying to do? And I know you're doing some fundraising as well. So the key thing behind it is we've got a massive community uh, at Wednesday. who are all forces, ex-forces serving. Um, and I chat to a lot of them most weeks anyway when I'm moaning about the games. Uh, so I just want to bring people together. You, see, you hear a lot uh, on social media and the press about you know, ex-servicemen struggling with mental health, that kind of thing. And I thought the numbers are there. Why not try and bring people together? Because one thing you do miss when you leave the forces is kind of the banter and you know, just, just the general chat between each other. It's, it's different to a civvy office. Uh, it can be quite brutal at times. You know, you've got to be thick-skinned and stuff, but it's something people miss when you leave. And, you know, I, I was five years in the Navy, left at a young age and always regretted it. And the one thing I missed was the kind of camaraderie. Yeah. So that, that, that was a big kind of motivator for me. Um, I think the mental health thing, I was going to pick up on that in a bit, but that for me is something that is so important, especially I've got a lot of friends and family who are ex-forces and we can all, you know, everyone struggles different and everybody, you know, nobody's got more than others and everyone's got the right to feel as upset as they do. But obviously with the forces, I can't even begin to imagine the sort of things that you guys have had to deal with or, you know, try and just get on with as part of the job that I don't have as a marketing officer. And so it must be something that just, have you found that already people are reaching out to each other? Yeah, and people are coming to us, which is really nice. We get, we get a few, in, few messages in the inbox. And even if it's just people wanting to meet up for a chat before a game or want to engage with us on, on Twitter, for example, um, it's just someone who can, you can talk to who kind of understands it. Um, yeah. Like you said, there's, there's a lot of people that you, you'll meet day to day that have served or have served that have experienced stuff that you can't even imagine. You know, I'm lucky in my career so far. I've not really done many horrible things, so to speak. Um, but I know people that have, and I 
it blows your mind how they can function day to day. So you can understand people struggling. Um, me and Adam are actually looking into mental health first aid courses at the moment. Oh, yeah, I've done uh, that myself. Got my certificate. Yeah. <laughs> oh, brilliant. Yeah, we're, we're looking to do stuff like that. So, yes, we, we kind of live the situation they, they, they kind of used to. But if we can be a bit more like clinical with it and know the advice we've given is right, rather than just blagging it, uh, all the better. Yeah, definitely. It's it's a really good, like great course. I would recommend that to anybody. It's it's something that had I have done it two weeks earlier, I might have been in a different position with a family member. So it is something that I absolutely recommend. Um, so what? where are you at now? Because obviously, as I can see you, you're in some sort of uniform. Unless... Yeah, I'm at work. I've literally just finished. Um, it's a bit of a dingy office, but I put that up just to get a bit of colour in it. <laughs> So what do you do now? Are you still involved in some sort of military? Yeah, I'm in the army now. So I left the navy. Um, a lot of people, a lot of young people, when they join the, the forces, they think the grass is greener after <laughs> say four years, and they leave, and then realise being a civvy is bloody hard work. Um, so, so I got myself back in a couple of years ago. So I'm back at the bottom of the pile, but I'm so much happier mentally. Um, I think it's been part of like something bigger than yourself. Yeah. Um, I was getting a bit frustrated going into civvy jobs and kind of hitting the ceiling where you're waiting for someone to retire or, or, or die to <laughs> um, progress. And that's what it felt like sometimes. Um, so I took a pretty hefty pay cut to come back in the forces. But, you know, money doesn't make you happy uh, and that will come again. Um, exactly. so and it's obviously in your blood because everything that you seem yeah. to do is revolved around the forces. So how many members have you got at the moment? See, it's hard to put a proper number at the moment so we're just coming up with a website in the background where we can properly vet members get them involved and get kind of solid numbers but you know twitter's been going on for under two months so we've got over a thousand followers already um right. and the feedback community has been brilliant to be fair and everyone seems to be taking us on board and not just people from the forces people that have had family members etc um we, we feel really well received so yeah it's all been really positive but for right. members that in the pipeline at the moment we need we need to get that more formalized yeah and you're working with the club i assume are they being helpful uh and they're not being unhelpful it's just early days it's just yeah. early days we're in contact with a couple of people we just need trying to figure out who the best person is to, to be involved with um we sent some of our like short-term plans over to the club um recently and we're just waiting for them to come back to us with that kind of things we want to give to our members essentially so at the minute the club are really good at looking after serving personnel so yeah. see it's things like that um memberships and stuff really good stuff from the club like my season ticket for next year saw it and i could not turn down that price it's unreal huh. but i'll open that up to veterans if possible because you know they probably need it a little bit more than us in some cases um you know especially the old ones that served a full career might be slightly retired now they'll benefit from the cheap season tickets and you know if, if they've served their time why shouldn't they essentially um spurs do a really good armed forces sports club and we've, we're in contact with them quite a lot um right. they've kind of given me some things to like to work towards that is a given for them but maybe a little bit harder for wednesday to do because very different clubs um, but things like Armed Forces membership, for example, I want that to be free, those benefits, because it's not a big ask to the club necessarily. They're not going to miss out financially, but it's a big gesture from the club, little things like that. Yeah, and um, I mean, the club have always been really supportive of things like, you know, 
Veterans Day and stuff like that. They've they've always got involved, haven't they? So hopefully we can try and lead the way and with you guys fronting it, try and do something in League One, maybe the championship, who knows? Yeah, whatever league we're in, we're all Wednesday, aren't we? Yeah, exactly. So one of the other things that I wanted to ask about was the fundraising side of things. Now, you've chosen a local charity to support. So how are you going about the fundraising? I retweeted today there was a badge that you're giving out that people can buy for the, yeah. the bags and stuff. Yeah, that, that's just so small that I'd seen done before. So that's, you know, tip of the iceberg kind of stuff, whereas it won't raise a great deal, but that's just to get started. Um, initially, me and Adam would talk about what kind of charity we want to work for. Um, and we decided we wanted something local that would see the benefit, hopefully, and the supporters would benefit from and they'll see the value in that. It would be easy for us to just say Help for Heroes or British Legion, for example. Um, but we wanted a bit more of a community aspect to things. So we've gone with the Essex Food Bank, um, which is already feeding over a thousand people a week in Sheffield across its, I think it's 11 or 12 sites, which blew my mind, to be honest with you. Yeah, um, I go on a rant about that on a regular, I think, the yeah. fact that this even exists in Britain in 2022, and the fact that there's what people now refer to as like food bank porn, like where you get in, I think it was Tesco the other night, they did an advert saying about how much they were giving to food banks. And I was like, how is that? an advert on primetime television that we're, we're raising money for food banks. I just cannot get my head around it. And then I think somebody else said there was something on Anton Deck the other week where they were giving away a percentage of your energy bills and stuff like this. And I just thought, wow, this is, yeah. this is appalling. Like, obviously, S6 Food Bank do a lot of collections at the club and I always go up with my tins and whatever when they're around. But just to even think that that's something that's happening. Um, and like you said, it's a thousand families. That's it's only going to get worse as well. Uh, when you look at the fuel prices, energy prices at the moment, uh-huh. there's going to be a lot of people that are going to have to turn to them. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that. You know, if you need the help, go and get it. That's what it's there for. And, and that's why we want to raise money for them. We, we did initially say we could try and maybe pick a, a charity per year to, to, to look after. But it, it might become like we need to keep on with this one if it's going to better serve the community. Um, yeah. So that's why that's why we've, we've picked them but we also want to do things around the community where possible a bit of volunteering get our members to get involved um we're going to do things like memorial cleanups as well um but we've, we've got one of the guys out scouting for ones that need a bit of help sooner rather than later yeah just want to get everyone involved that sounds great so if listeners want to get involved or make any donations what sort of how do they contact you basically what's your twitter handle Oh, God, it's such a mouthful as well. It's uh, SWFC, AFSC on Twitter. You'll be able to find us. Um, yeah. We've got a link tree on there, which will show you our Facebook as well. We're on Facebook. And there's also a link to the charity on there as well. Give us a follow. Drop us a DM if you want to know anything. Um, if, if you just want to chat, you want to come meet us on a match day, anything like that. Great. Thank you so much. And I will share the link from our Twitter as well, just to make sure that people can see that. Um, great, thank you for talking to me today, Adam. The Wednesday week. Grab a pint, get comfy, and enjoy the show. Thanks, Vic. Uh, very good, and welcome to the guys and girls of the armed forces. So uh, we love armed forces here. So uh, uh, big respect to all the uh, service men and women that uh, served us. Um, right, so we're wrapping up nearly, but there is a game, important game we've mentioned earlier that, uh, earlier this evening. Uh, Bolton, 
So we make the trip over the hills over to Bolton. Um, Kieran Lee Derby, anyone? No? Yes? He's not playing, is he? Nah. He's, he's injured, yet. isn't he? Yeah, news to how many times have we said that when he were in blue and white. Um, so, yeah, uh, I'll start with uh, Stevie. Go on, I'll start with you. Bolton away, sat there. What say you? Um, I think it's obviously for everything that we've said and we've just talked about uh, prior to the chat with uh, the Armed Forces guys. Um, for us to establish and secure our, ourselves in the playoffs, it's a game that we need to get at least a point out. Um, and I know that might seem to be pessimistic. I'll take a point on Saturday. Um, I think the the... The, the noises coming out of Bolton at the moment are that they've had a few players that are injured. They've got a, a couple of key players that are missing. And on paper, that means that we should be going there. And, you know, with us having players coming back, we should be there going there and doing bits. Um, it never works out like that for the reasons that we've talked about. Um, there'll be a fair few there, won't they? Um, you know, obviously with the Bolton crowd as well. Yeah. Um, we think we have uh, 5,000, is it 5, just 000. over? I think they've said... So I, I believe when I looked earlier, there were still a few tickets left, even though they said there was a sellout. But there were still, I think, like you know, the one or two that you can get in, yeah. in a stand. Yeah. But yeah. let's call it ninety nine point nine percent sellout. If 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 we can, if we go Bolton Saturday, get a point, great. If we get a win, fantastic, and that's going to be the next shift in the momentum, isn't it? To to game us. by game, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. definitely. That's all you can do, you can you just ticking them off. Um, yeah. Looking, looking forward to it and all being well. Strong performance. Uh, Berrino, I'd like to see going back in up top uh, for, for the reasons that we've spoken about earlier. Um, I think that gives him a, a Mendes-Lang-shaped headache because at wing-back, I think Mendes-Lang is very effective. I don't see how you can drop Hunt. I don't see how you can drop Johnson. Um, yeah. Is this so? Uh, yeah, so is this, the, is this the time that we all think that Moore's going to stick with his strongest 11 if possible? Um We've we've got to, haven't we? We've we've he's got to have a settled team. Um, probably story to come back. Um, I think importantly, just just the, the final one on, from me. We we don't have a game next midweek, do we? And I think Rotherham have got games, and I think we're going to probably got a game next week as well in, in the middle. So we play Bolton, and then we've got seven days till MK Dons. Um, I think we've got to play our strongest eleven. Whatever he thinks it is, we can agree or disagree. Yeah. Um, I know there was a quick article in the last twenty-four hours about him saying he's going to keep rotating. Um, I think he picks his strongest eleven against Bolton, and if we're good. Yeah. Sorry, so, sorry about that. A bit of technical issue there. Um, carry on. <laughs> um, yeah. So amateur. Bolton. Yeah, Bolton. Yeah. So uh, three points uh, easy. Yeah. Three points easy. Mendes Lang, is he going to play at wing back? Is he going to be involved at all? We want Barrino up top. Um, no idea if people are going to catch the chat that we've just had beforehand. Um, but yeah. Um, yeah, three points easy. Why not? Yeah. John? Bolton? Yeah. Yeah, it's um terrific allocation that they give us there. And great that'll be great to see for all those involved going over going over the Pennines for that one. Um I believe sorry, yeah. I believe it's our largest away allocation since Chelsea in the Cup a few years ago. Fantastic. So, yeah. yeah. I mean we'd take we'd take seven if they give us seven. No no danger. Wednesday yeah. Wednesday away are terrific. They have been for many years now. Um hope it's a, a nice sunny day and we take into uh practice what we've all been talking about here and being being mentally strong away from home. And as I say, if you can't win the game, don't lose it. 
get something from the game, uh, and then hopefully we could get back to Hills for what's perceived as the easier fixtures that are on the horizon, uh, and just just have that positivity of an unbeaten run, and uh, keep going, and uh, keep the wolves away from the door, the chasing pack. Yeah, totally agree. We're good, good sentiment, there, John. Uh, ben, your thoughts? Uh, yeah, is what tends to happen when Wednesday take a big following. We tend to struggle. Hopefully not. Um, I'll probably go along with Stevie in terms of I, I, I won't be overly disappointed with a point. Um, that would probably depend on how all the results go at the weekend as well. Um, but I think concentrating on just the cells, I don't think a point a bit worse thing it will. If we can get three, brilliant for me. Yeah, I yeah, I think I'm going to agree with you. And and everyone, regular listeners uh, to the podcast know that I don't agree with uh, Ben or Stevie that often. Or they agree with me, should I say, because I'm always right. Um, I, I'm, I'm the same, Bolton. Uh, three points is a must for me, purely on the position we are. But being a Wednesday eye, one all, depending on results as well, which we're in that, we're, we're, we're in the playoffs and every point, uh, it's much like a relegation scrap into every point counts, I think, and it's going to be dependent on other results as well. But, I think yeah, we'll, 5, I think we'll a bit, sorry, Ash, I think we'll go into it a bit differently because of the Gregory goal against Wimbledon. I think if we draw the Wimbledon game, we're going into it saying we've got to win this and there's pressure on us. I think we've earned, the, I think they've earned yeah. themselves a bit of leeway by with that late goal in terms of the pressures off a little bit in terms of getting three points. Yeah. I don't think I don't think Bolton set up. Sorry, Ash. I don't think Bolton are going to set up like Wimbledon did. I know it's obviously it's an away mm-hmm. game. Um, I fancy that Bolton like to think that they can play a bit. And mm. I'll say time and again, there's not many sides in this league that can match us. Yeah, they're. Uh, forgive me, I've not looked that uh, low down the league, but they are well, well out. They're, they're not got enough points, have they, to make a title? Yeah. Uh, a playoff. Than, it's uh, they've won fifteen and lost seventeen. Yeah. Yeah, so they've got they've got they're just paying they're just playing for for the for the wages now, aren't they? They're, they're on the beach, as uh, so to speak. So for me, yeah, um, same. Uh, looking at like you mentioned, Stevie, the the plays they've they've got out, which is a good boost for Wednesday. The captain's out and the top scorer, um, uh, I've got his name somewhere, but can't pronounce it. So younger. Um, and <laughs> Ben's mate yeah uh, but yeah so we're all pretty confident but if it does turn out to be a draw it's not the worst result that we've had this season obviously so we're still there um, and it's it's going to be a good run in I've got to say the, the next uh, four weeks as a Wednesday fan are going to be good aren't they so, yeah and of course there's also just, just to quickly mention as well guys um, how strong League One has been this season uh, looking at last season's table uh, Oxford, who finished six after forty-six games, has got set only got seventy-four points. Whereas I think Wednesday on seventy-one now already. With what so we're on seventy-two and I seventy-two think, uh, with how many games six. left? Five or six games left? Six, something like five games. Left. Five games left. So you can see the standard this season has has been stronger yeah. uh, than last season. So it, it, it's going to be tight, and this is why we need to, you know, keep 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 grinding away and keep make sure we stay in the playoffs. 100%, 100%. So that, thanks guys, that brings a close to this episode of the Wednesday week. Um, of all, all the listeners, hope you've enjoyed it, all our ramblings, and you can catch us on all the socials. Um, 
excuse me, <coughs> blooming out. And uh, thank you very much and uh, thanks for listening. The Wednesday Week is sponsored by Michael Constantine Wealth Management. We bet you can't find a financial advisor closer to Hillsborough Stadium. It's the 90th minute. You've got all your mates round. You've got your McNugget chair boxes coming down the left wing ready to go. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget. Snatching all three points back of the net. Lubosh. Automate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com for more information. See you later. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.